Hey guys, Ben here. No podcast this week for me, just because there will be a lot of content, including me, in the next week to listen to if you are so inclined. What will be dropping next Tuesday, which is the 22nd, August 22nd, that day on the training group live feed, which is the podcast associated with Practical Shooting Training Group hosted by Joel Park, a two over two hour two and a half, maybe almost three by the time it's edited down, somewhere in there, a, a pretty hefty interview and debate with host moderated by Joel between Kyle Stevens and myself, the other finalist in the Area 6 runoff. We got into a lot of stuff. It, Like I said, it's over two hours long, so there's a lot to listen to there. And I've got a, a little 10-minute snippet of that just to sort of whet your appetite and give you something to, to listen to today. But you can look for that on the training group live rss feed they do a, a podcast rss feed they i think it'll be posted to youtube as well so you can find that anywhere that you want to listen to it and then the day after that drops next wednesday the 23rd i'll be kyle and i will again be doing a debate this time with dave riddle from the casual shooters podcast and i believe the intention is for this one to be live streamed starting at 9 p.m so the intent is to take questions from the chat i guess I, I don't know the exact exactly what dave's plans are but he he mentioned that you know he did he did want to do it as a live stream and take advantage of that format and not just do it as a as a pre-recorded thing so that'll be a an interesting adventure i think the 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 first you know two plus hours that that kyle and i talked and, and kyle and i have talked in private for months i mean it's been almost a year since since i put my name in to run and you know he and i have kind of been been talking throughout that time but definitely, I think we had a, a great conversation. We both got a chance to kind of speak and, and make our positions clear on, on various things. And so hopefully we'll, you know, have a, I'm sure we'll have no shortage of, of things to talk about on, on Dave's podcast as well. But like I said, no podcast this week, no podcast next week either, just because again, there, there's going to be plenty of content if you want to listen to it. So look forward to that from Joel on the training group live side and then Dave from the casual shooters podcast side. And with that, I will leave you with this little snippet of Kyle and I talking about finances and I will talk to you in a few weeks. Kyle, you're up first. How do you plan to bring fiscal responsibilities to the USPSA organization? Uh, I mean, real simple. I'm going to, I'm going to sound like a broken clock because I think again, when I, when I went down my road of research, uh, ultimately, the single item that I found that would solve a lot of our problems would be properly structured committees. Um, our finance committee, uh, to give you an idea, when I was in the board meeting in January, the finance committee was chaired by uh, Rick Steele. And my favorite quote during the entire weekend was when Yemen appointed Frank Rizzi to uh, the multi-gun committee. Frank rebutted with, you know, why am I on the multi-gun committee? I don't, I don't live anywhere close to to, to anywhere where multi-gun is even shot, um, to where Yi Min asked Rick Steele, Rick, how much do you know about finance? And Rick replied, not very much. That's, that's probably an issue. If you're going to be in charge of the finance committee, you should probably know a little bit about finance. And you should have the opportunity to chair the, or to, to not only chair the finance committee yourself, if you know it, but then comprise the entire committee of finance experts. Uh, now, I know... I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. I'll just say I think I think it's being worked on. 
Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I think it's being worked on. There might be a job description being written for people uh, with an NDA and stuff like that. But the idea is what I've essentially been, been, been doing behind the scenes since I decided that committees were broken is to fix the committees. Um, again, I don't don't talk about the stuff. I just go do the things. So Steel Challenge Committee was the first one. Multi-gun Committee was the second one. Uh, they they seem to be working, potentially talking about working on the Finance Committee now. So the idea is we fix all the committees and we get more of them uh, under the umbrella and we get more work done at a, at a better pace. Kyle, as a follow-up question, from what you can see, do you believe the current budget is healthy and will sustain the organization for many years to come? If you, you, you can say, hey, I'm not an accountant, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not an accountant, uh, but but based on reading how I would run my business, I would mm -hmm. never want to break even. If I'm breaking even, I'm closing the business. Like, I, it, unless I have a, I'll take that back. Unless I have a, a specific plan in mind, right? Like if my marketing strategy is to spend $100,000 on Facebook a month for X number of months to be able to generate this this kind of revenue in the future, that's one thing. Um, we don't really have that. So I will say that we should not be losing money and we, we shouldn't be break even. Uh, we have a very, very simple structure with a, a huge amount of cash flow. Uh, and the issue seems to be our expenses. Um, so, yeah. Do you, as a follow-up, very last question I'll uh, interrogate you with. Do you have any, as far as expenses, did you see anything out of line that you think needs to be addressed or trimmed from what you've seen? I I will say that based on what I know uh, and my research into the organization over the last two years, uh, before we had an executive director, after we had an executive director and an outside CFO, I don't think that everything is being reported correctly. Oh. The plot thickens. Mm. Mr. Ben, send questions back to you. How do you plan to bring fiscal responsibility to the USPSA organization? So, I mean, I, I try to be especially careful about this topic because I think this is one where, to Kyle's point, the, I think there is probably the most secrecy, right? The most to hide. And mm -hmm. so I I fully admit that I don't I don't have a lot of good view into what is happening and where it's broken. I, I can say from from what I have seen from the outside, it looks to me like the board. And so, for example, the the board. Expense policy is that the board can uh, they can expense their uh, costs for traveling to a nationals for putting on their area match and six grand on top of that for performing their duties that that doesn't strike me as a huge amount. I mean, I'm sure some board members might might be able to milk that, but I, I really I wonder, I think the what is probably needed and what's missing is internal controls and someone actually looking at the expense reports and saying, I'm not going to approve this. This is not a this is not a valid expense. Uh, you know, where's the receipt for this five hundred dollar dinner or whatever? And so. While I think, you know, the the board and the committee side of things can have some influence at the end of the day, it's it's going to be the actual full time employees, I would assume, starting with the, the managing director, who's kind of the person with whom the buck stops. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't know who exactly not. I know we have this part time CFO, so I, I don't know who's approving. hourly. But yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's 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 very vague. Or we have these like outside accountants. Uh, so this is this is one of those where I I'm sort of deliberately hesitant. But I think I think getting getting someone in the organization who's a full time employee who's actually watching the checkbook and and rejecting expenses or asking for clarification, not just rubber stamping and approving things is is going to be critical because at the end of the day, as a director, I might be spending or whoever the director is, you know, might be spending five, 10 hours a week on these things. But, you know, they don't necessarily have power to go to an employee who isn't the managing director, right? The the employees report to the managing director, the managing director reports to the board. So a board member can't necessarily go to some non-managing director employee and just say, hey, like, what were these expenses for? They, there's there's a there's a chain of command problem there. And so I think having having the right person, again, I don't know if it's a CFO, I don't know if it's a managing director, I don't know if it's if it's some third role, but having someone in that seat who is really concerned about the financial health of the organization and and willing to not just like I said rubber stamp things. Yeah, the uh, question is are, are the are the credit cards being shut off, right? Like once you hit $6,000 in one cent, do you stop receiving checks from the organization? How, how is that stuff handled? I could never figure that out. Nobody could ever give me a, a direct answer. Um, and, and do you put that stuff under your, your, you know, your area budget versus your national budget? Um, who knows? Yeah, you also left out, by the way, on the NROI side. So all RMIs also get full ride to and from nationals. So food, hotel, travel, everything. Mm. Uh, now, again, are 10 RMIs going to, to break the organization? Uh, no, probably not. But I think that, again, it goes back to who's looking at these things. Is there a, is there a policy in place to stop the bleeding once they go too far? Um, is, is, that, that, is that regardless if they work the match or not? Or is that just if they work the match? That's actually a really good question. I did not ask that. Um, I can't help myself. I, had, I just have these questions. Yeah, I had I had <laughs> assumed that it was probably if they worked out. I mean, they all work the match. I've never seen an RMI show up and not work the match. Um, and then they're also there for, like in my case, uh, I had all 10 RMIs at uh, whichever nationals it was in 2021 to do my RM review board. So I had all 10 national or all 10 RMIs sitting in the room at nationals and I found out later that basically every single one of those were, were paid for. Um, is that a bad thing, right? I don't know if that's a bad thing. You want the best nationals to Ben's point. The best nationals needs the best people working the match. Yeah. yeah. Do they deserve more than uh, a regular RO? Eh. I don't know. Um. And then, so the, um, yeah, and then I, I would say the the sort of other point that I would make is, so you, you asked, you'd also asked kind of from what you can see, is yes, the current budget healthy and, and sustainable? Yeah. Um, so what we have currently, what's publicly posted are the 2021 Form 990, which is the IRS tax return where we basically report our income and expenditures and salaries of highest paid employees and so forth. And the 2021 reviewed financial statements from the accountant. There is a, and in that 2021 statement, we made a small profit. I think it's off the top of my head. I think it's a hundred thousand dollars, something like that. So it was a just, just barely above expenses. 
as recently as two years ago. So even through COVID, with matches being shut down, activity fees being down, we never had a down year. As far as I know from what I've heard, 2022 was a down year on the order of two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars per year uh, in in that year. Uh, part of that was operating losses. Part of it was investment losses, again, based on rumors. Um, the audit report, as far as I know, is written. It's sitting on a the, the board has seen it. It could be released immediately, but we're in the middle of August in the year and and we still haven't seen it. So I can't really say what where we were even a year ago. But uh, again, going off that 2021 uh, reviewed financial statement, we had about four million dollars in the bank. So a million and a half cash, two and a half million in investments. So in theory, lose if we lose 200,000 a year, we could sustain that for 20 years. Obviously, we don't want to be losing huge amounts of money. Um, I, I do think as a nonprofit running as lean as we can probably makes sense. So, you know, to me, it's it's not so much about making a profit, but if we can just keep a nice rainy day fund, I think, you know, on a on an annual budget of roughly three million dollars top line revenue, having three to four million dollars in the bank is is probably a good number. I don't know what's standard in the industry, but that that seems, you know, that would be kind of like making one hundred thousand dollars a year and having one hundred thousand dollars in in savings that that seems reasonable uh but you you agree that having a committee um of professionals would probably help us in that scenario well so yeah so this goes back to the to, to the to the reporting issues you know the committee is only as good as the powers they're given and so if a committee makes recommendations but the recommendations don't carry any any force or any power I don't know that necessarily a, a committee could do anything about losing two to three hundred thousand dollars. Now, maybe they can say these investments suck. We should be in X instead of Y. So there, there definitely is a role for for advisors. But I definitely think that that looking actually having someone with their hand on the tiller 40 hours a week, keeping an eye on the on the cash register and and monitoring these things is is going to be a, a, a necessary part of the solution as well. Um, but yeah, to me, and I've you know I've said this before. I I don't actually care if Nationals loses money as long as we budget how much we're going to lose, and then we lose that amount, you know, plus or minus ten percent or whatever. So if we say, you know, we bring in all this money from membership dues, and Nationals every year is this giant blowout, and and we budget to lose two hundred thousand dollars on it, but it's this pinnacle event of the year. There's great media coverage. People feel like when they go, it's more special. It's something better than just going to even their state match or club match. If if we lose money, as long as we say we're going to lose this amount and then we hit our budget, I have no problem with that. And so to me, you know, the the job of the money the organization comes in is to provide the best organization we can for the members. And so, you know, I, I mean, there are all kinds of other things that we could be doing, like making it so that a club hosting an RO or a CRO class doesn't lose a thousand dollars every time they do it. There there are places where the, the money, you know, could be sort of paid back into the membership if if we have revenues above expenses. Uh, but, yeah, from from what the rumors are, which is all we have to go on because the 2022 financials haven't been released yet. Uh, it seems like we're on a on a trajectory where we're going to start eating into our reserves pretty quickly if we don't turn things around. 